Hi, this is Worm Jelly Podcast. If you're just joining us, my name is uh, Genesis P. Orridge, and I'm here to tell you that I don't trust anybody that didn't grow up without a backyard. None of them. My fiance grew up without a backyard because she grew up in New York City. Um, most Asians grow up without a backyard because there's no room. And I feel like that just about covers everybody that I would have to be a little wary of throughout the course of my life. If you don't grow up without a, if you grow up without a backyard, I don't, I don't understand how, I don't, I don't know what you were doing. What did you do? Like, were you selling drugs in the fucking streets when you were eight? And your mom was like, go play outside. You had to go to the streets and sell drugs. Like if it's summer and there's no school, what are you doing if you don't have a backyard? What do you do? You go to the pool? You go to the public pool. It's fucking gross. The public pool. I went to the public pool one time. One time I went to the public pool on my bike. And just as I was about to pull up to the gate, I fell off of my bike and I skinned up my knee really bad. And I had a, a fucking scat, like a chunk of my knee was, you know, missing or hanging off. And it was kind of bloody and pussy and shit. And I got to the gate and the girl was like, hey, man, you can't get in the pool with that shit on your leg. And I said, you saw me do it. I just did it like just now. Like it's, I, it's not like I got my knee scraped in the crack house over there. Right. And then it got infected with you know, crack, um, and AIDS. And then I brought it to the pool. Like you saw me do it here. If anything, you, you owe me a free dip in the pool. Cause the pool is like three bucks, right? Like you should just let me in for free. Cause I fell off on my bike in front of your place. I didn't fall off cause I don't know how to ride a fucking bike. You bitch. I fell off because you got too much loose gravel in this parking lot. And you know, I need to get in that pool so the chlorine can get into my knee and help disinfect it. Not that it's infected with anything like I told you, but I don't like going to the doctor and I don't like telling my parents that I'm sick or that I need or that something hurts because I'm afraid they're going to find, you know, AIDS or cancer or something every time I go to the doctor. So what I need you to let me fucking do is get in that pool, let the chlorine do its job because it's public chlorine. That's what it's there for. You know, nobody knows this, but a long time ago, public pools, they were invented. It was, it was more chlorine than water. And it was that way because nobody had enough money to afford, you know, like a shower, like a proper bath. You just dig a hole and you put a bunch of chlorine in it and then you shove in, you know, anybody in like the lower middle class in and out quick. And then eventually, you know, kids started hanging out a little bit too much and then they were all going blind from the chlorine because you know you know how when you were a kid you would open your eyes into water and it was a big deal you'd you'd come up out of the water and you'd be like oh i opened my eyes underwater and then like your eyes are just red for two days straight because you're a fucking badass well that's why they started putting more water in with the chlorine and eventually the chlorine got pretty diluted but it's still there it's still doing what it's supposed to do it's just now you know, it doesn't like take your skin off, bleach your hair.
So that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying is like, if you don't have a backyard, what are you doing? You, you getting a bunch of fucking pus and scabs and crack in my fucking public pool. Dirty asshole. I wouldn't know what to do without a backyard when I was a kid. Like my options were pretty limited. I didn't have a lot of money growing up. I didn't have a lot of cool shit going on. I had a backyard. Like if anything bad happened in the house, it was, okay, go outside, go play. You know, like if dad had one too many and got pissed off trying to fix something and he raked his knuckles across some like something in the car he was trying to fix he'd be like go to the fucking backyard i gotta just go to the backyard and it's fine but if i were in an apartment and my dad's trying to fix like a water heater or something well like where am i gonna go what's he gonna send me out into the streets with all of the fucking whores and the and the and the drug dealers what is that see i don't trust anybody that didn't grow up without a backyard if you have a backyard you got a place to go blow off some steam Climb a tree, you know, dig a hole, try to build a, tr- uh, a clubhouse, and it sucks because you know you're like eight, and your and your dad is a construction worker, and it's his weekend, so he has a few beers, and he goes outside, and he's like, "You call that a fucking club? What do you? What the fuck is wrong with you? You can't build anything, and you're eight, right? And you're just like, well, I'm trying.'" And he's like, "You know, when I was your age, I built, I built, th- I." I built a white house. I built a replica white house and me and my friends lived in it. And we all fucking smoked cigarettes and drank beer in the replica white house that I built for a clubhouse behind my house in my dad's backyard. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, dad, I'm eight. The hell was going on back then? Replica white house. And he was like, I got pictures. And then, you know, sure as shit, show me some pictures of his replica White House Clubhouse. He used to fucking be a degenerate kid in with all of his friends when he was eight years old. Yeah. Because he grew up in... He grew up in uh, Porterville, California. Think about Porterville, California. Is, uh, they had a high school there. Menachee High School. There's some rough sons of bitches went to Menachee High School. And my dad, my dad was born with one leg longer than the other. So he had to be the toughest son of a bitch of them all. Because he wasn't taking any shit. He was a bigger guy. He's about six feet tall now. A little bit stocky. But you know, the the guy's got one leg longer than the other. Like, how scary can it be? He used to try to play football and they'd let him on the field sometimes. And his mom would go watch his games because she was a saint. But his dad, you know, <laughs> what's he going to do? I mean, your son's trying to play football, but he's got one leg longer than the other. I think it's time to go put food on the table. Like, oh, I got a football game. Oh, I got to go get a job. I'm, I can't, you know. They reconciled later on in life. But you know what I mean. He grew up in a tough place. Half a fucking leg. You're going to build a replica White House. It's like a little one with, like, the columns. Yeah shit was crazy um one time he told me he was supposed to he was on a road trip with his brothers in california when he was a lot younger and they were in i don't know san francisco and they had to go to los angeles so what they were going to do is drive down pick up their mother their mother 
they had to pick up their mother in Porterville and then continue on to Los Angeles. But what they did instead is they got a, like 20 minutes outside of San Francisco, got loaded on Budweiser, made the trip, totally forgot their mom. And by the time they got to Los Angeles, he said that they had to uh, draw straws to to be the one to call her and then go pick her up. And he said that he drew, he drew the short straw, but what he did was is he said that he was the oldest and he had to wrestle his youngest brother into doing it. But it, was, it turned out okay because his younger brother is a huge baby anyway to this day. And his mom couldn't be mad at him. So it all worked out. Tough sons of bitches over there in Porterville, honestly. Um, I wish I were... I wish I were as tough as my dad, but I also don't have to be because I have two full legs. You know, I got, I got the stutter. I got the stutter, which didn't really make me any stronger. If anything, it crippled me socially to this day. Uh, still can't say a lot of words that begin with like a hard D, which is a cool joke to make, you know, on stage or to people in general. Like, I just can't swallow a hard D. I got to swallow... Oh, I have to swallow the hard D. I can't spit it out. You know, it's a good laugh, but I can't. I can't do it. I have to say the word design a lot at work. Design. And unless I get, like, warm up in the morning. Design, design, design. Depending on where it falls in a sentence, I'm fucked. I'm absolutely fucked. In a way that my dad has never even could never even comprehend because you know my dad was out there trying to play football trying to beat up kids with like one leg longer than the other and i'm over here just trying to speak english and i can't do it so you know he grew up with a bunch of mexicans who couldn't speak english just because of where he grew up i am basically the fruit of his loins and his and his experiences with mexicans who couldn't speak english it's basically i'm basically mexican because i can't speak english very well and and like a a few months ago i realized i can't speak chinese without stuttering either so there are times when i get into a cab and i have to say where i live the name of the building is huangjin dasha huangjin dasha uh, golden mansion and i can't say dasha because of the hard d i can say it now because there's no pressure there's no weird situation dasha huangjin dasha i know it's coming up in the sentence or in the phrase and i'm my stomach gets really tense and then i spit it out and it's the hugest the biggest relief when i get it out if i get into a cab and i'm not thinking about it i can just be like oh yeah huangjin dasha no problem. But if I get in a cab and I trip over myself and I think about it for just a second, I'm fucked because I get in the cab and the guy's like, where do you want to go? And I'm like, oh, Huangjin. Uh, and I have to act like I don't speak Chinese. I have to act like I only know those two words because I'm learning Chinese and I don't understand that all of the words go together. Like I have to make him think that I don't know that these words are supposed to go together. Like I'm stupid, you know. I'm like, Huangjin Dasha? And he's like, Dasha, Huangjin Dasha. I'm like, aha, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the one. That is the one. How did you know? How did you know what I was going to say? You know what I'm saying? Uh, There's just words that go together all the time. It's like, uh, you know, if I had to say, 
uh, football practice. You know, if I was going to tell somebody I needed to go to football practice, but I couldn't say ball, I'd, I would have to say, oh, you know, I'm going to go to that uh, foot uh, practice, foot uh, football practice. Aha, how'd you know? Anyway, it's, it's me. So that's what I do. That's what I do whenever I'm outside doing shit. Um, I got a new mic stand. It is a real piece of shit, but it works. I'm not even holding the microphone right now. I got two of them. So the next time somebody comes to do a two-man pod, I'm ready. And they're really cheap in Chinese, too. So I got windscreens for both of them. You can... You can pop all you want with your peas. It's not going to hurt anything. Um, I wonder what my dad's doing right now. I bet my dad's drawing. My dad's an artist. He uh, he was a construction worker for most of his life. All of his adult life, he was a construction worker. But he always wanted to be an artist and draw gnarly cartoon monsters for a living. And even though uh, that's what... A baby wants to do um, I can I can relate because I want to just talk to people and record it and put it on SoundCloud and get paid to do that which is way less of a skill than what he's ever wanted to do like he can actually draw and paint I uh, can turn a phrase or find a weird perspective on an issue nobody gives a shit about and maybe five of the seven people listening would understand what I'm even trying to say. What I'm saying is like, he's way more uh, productive than I am much more. And uh, yeah, so he uh, he's drawing hot rod monsters. So he'll draw a car and he'll rip the roof off and he'll have a monster sticking out of it, which I never really, I mean, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, wow, there's a monster in that truck. And one day, one of my friends was like, how does, how does the monster, why, did, why is the monster just now busting out of the roof? How long has that monster been busting out of the roof of that car? Why wouldn't, if he's such a good mechanic, why doesn't he just take it to one of his friends who can chop the top and he doesn't have to bust out of the roof every time he's in the car? I'm like, this is, I, I don't know. You know, I'm not the artist here. Why don't you fucking ask my one-legged dad? Why don't you hop over there and ask my one-legged dad who never had a chance in life why he draws monsters like that? Would you feel like a big man if you did that? Piece of shit. So uh, I'm going to go sign up for a gym on Thursday. The gym is in a mall. It's going to be a mall gym not excited about that but i feel like mid 30s is the best time to sign up for a mall gym right if you do it too early you you're like actually lame if you do it too late you're sad you're not quite lame but you're sad if you do it in your 30s it's like oh you're trying you're you're this is your last gasp of like get into a fit regimen before you're too old to really give a shit. You're just, you know, because you get old enough, you're just sad you never got into it. You don't give a shit anymore, but you're definitely sad you'd never got into it. 
So I, I don't want to get there. I want to I want to get to a point where I'm like, oh my God, how did I ever live like I used to? That'll never happen. But I'm going to try. I think it's important to try. Uh, I had to write a story today about why the character, the player of a mobile phone game would uh, groom young men and women with her TV station producer manager to grow up and be a pop star and then marry other pop stars groomed by other players. That's my job, is to write a story about that game mechanic that will relate or that American players can relate to. So I may not be fluent in Chinese, but I can definitely say that uh, this place is uh, unholy and it's like the negative zone. It's the opposite. It's like, was that was that Superman? It's like the opposite of Superman and he's like really backward. He's not dumb, but he just fucks everything up because he's in the wrong place. Or is he, I think he's from negative zone, the backward zone, reverse zone. That's what this is. They're like, we're going to put all these game mechanics into this thing and you got to figure out a context in which it makes sense. And I'm like, all right, I can do that. Also, a lot of the mechanics are like uh, 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 sex crimes and uh, moral uh, hazards that we assume are fine because we're all completely innocent people. But you guys in the West have issues with it because of your poor conscience and you got too many religions going on and you guys got multicultural and now you don't even know what makes you feel bad but here in china we're perfectly fine on these things it's really hard to describe uh it's no good luckily um i'm pretty resigned to the f to the fact that i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to like skillfully extricate myself from this job in a couple months tops they're gonna look up and realize man he hasn't really contributed much that we like at all we've told him no every day at the end of the day to all of his ideas even though they make sense we just don't like them what are we paying him this much money for and they are paying me a lot of money to sit there and tell them uh, how the story should go and that part's pretty cool. I just don't like it when... Like, I can even understand most of the Chinese, you know, in conversations until they get to, like, the technical terms and software stuff. But the I, just the general idea that a lot of these things are supposed to work in a Western setting is, is really upsetting, if you know what I mean. I guess the mobile game market in China is going to explode pretty soon if it hasn't. And there's going to be a lot of a lot of people in America uh, buying items and shit from Chinese mobile games. And there's a lot of companies that are just throwing tons of money at people who want to come in and do uh, localization and translating. And that's what I'm doing, I guess. Uh, but they just don't get it. When, when I'm like, look, I get it. You want a system where you raise something, right? You, you upgrade this thing and then you send it out and, 
and it consistently sends you items back, right? So the longer you play the game, the more of these particular items you have out in the world are benefiting you in some way. What I'm saying is that it can't be children. <laughs> it can't be a child you find and then raised to be some sort of weird pop star who has to marry another pop star their age, if not younger, and then also act like they're going to college. And then you gain strength, not influence, but physical strength, which you then use to make progress in your own career uh, toward being the best TV producer slash fashion star slash uh, YouTube personality in the world. Um, so, I, you know, look out for that game coming out hopefully never if i was a good person i would sabotage this whole thing if i were if i were the person i'm supposed to be if i were the man that jesus wants me to be i would i would find a way to uh erase that game to just delete all masters get it out of there uh i don't know i gotta i gotta go to bed good night